0: Good evening and uh, if you have your Bibles please turn with me to the book of Hebrews and Hebrews chapter 12 and we're going to start reading at verse 18. So verse 18 of chapter 12. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire to darkness gloom and storm to a trumpet blast or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them because they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. To the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all men, to the spirits of righteous men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkling, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on the earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, once more I will shake not only the earth but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and to worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Shall we pray? Our Father, we thank you again for these words that we read in this book of Hebrews, and we just ask that we might have understanding of them by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you might lead us, that you might guide us, and that we might come away this evening knowing that we've heard your voice. Our Father, speak to us through your word, because we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, this passage here, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 18 through to 29, I've titled it, A Contrast to Be Considered. The first readers of this letter would have been among those who, prior to the death of Jesus, were encouraged to draw near to God by way of the law, the law that had been given to Moses in the wilderness. This was to be in anticipation of the arrival of the Messiah. Now that the Messiah is here, that is, Jesus, the way to draw near to God was through the power of the sacrifice that he has made. So their faith was now not in the blood of animals, but in the shed blood of Jesus, the one who is the Lamb of God. Again, the first readers of the letter were Hebrews. Hebrews who had put their trust in Jesus. They knew that the new covenant is greater in every way to the old covenant, which has now served its purpose. And it's no longer the way to approach God. The curtain of division has been torn down and the way is directly through Christ. One thing that has not changed and that is God. He is the same and He is still the same awesome God of the old covenant as well as the God of the new covenant. To put this in perspective we have the negative side of the old way and the positive side of the new way. God is still God. Sin is still sin. But now our approach to God as it's as sinners, sinners who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And so this brings us to our passage tonight, Hebrews 12, 18 through 29, where we have a contrast A contrast between the earthly Mount Sinai and the heavenly Mount Zion. So let's read uh, verse 18 through to 19 of Hebrews 12. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched, and that is burning with fire, to darkness, gloom and storm, to a trumpet blast or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further words be spoken to them. Now here the writer is referring to something that these people would know from their history. He's referring to the time that the law was given, that's in Exodus 19, verse 10 through to 13. Well, it's longer than that, but we're just going to read, uh, for the sake of this evening, verse 10 through to 13 of Exodus 19. And the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Make them wash their clothes and be ready by the third day because on that day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Put limits for the people around the mountain and tell them. Be careful that you do not approach the mountain or touch the foot of it. Whoever touches the mountain is to be put to death. They are to be stoned or shot with arrows. Not a hand is to be laid on them. No person or animal shall be permitted to live. And only when the ram's horn sounds a long blast may they approach the mountain. So this was when the the law was given to Moses. And in that short passage we've read, we learn four things. The first one is this, that the Lord will come down to Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Secondly, the people had to be made clean, consecrated, ceremonially washed. Thirdly, they could only approach the mountain when the trumpet was blown. And fourthly, they, the people and the animals, could not touch the mountain and live. So back to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 20 and 21, as the writer of Hebrews says this, referring to this part of scripture, because they could not bear what was commanded, If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. So let's go from Hebrews and go back to Exodus, Exodus 19. And just remind ourselves of what is happening there. And we read this from verse 16 through to 18. On the morning of the third day there was thunder and lightning and a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace and the whole mountain trembled violently you see this must have been a, a frightening experience for the people and for Moses For on this occasion to be in the presence of God and if we stay in Exodus and we go to Exodus chapter 20 this is when God speaks and God speaks the ten commandments to the people and in Exodus 20 verse 18 through to t- uh, 21 we read this When the people saw the thunder and the lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, Speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. God has come to test you, so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. The people remained at a distance while Moses approached thick darkness where God was. There's a few things we learn from that passage. Firstly, this shows us the sinfulness of man. He is unclean in the sight of God. Secondly, we see here the awesomeness of God. We see something of his glory, his majesty and his holiness. Thirdly, we see God's condemnation of sin. Man cannot stand in his presence and live. Fourthly, we have the limitations of the law when it comes to approaching God. And fifthly, only Moses and Aaron were allowed on the mountain. You see, for these people at the foot of the mountain, the foot of Mount Sinai, it was a terrifying thing. It was a terrifying thing to be in the presence of God. And this is the old covenant, which would later be the tabernacle, the temple, where the things required would be ceremonial washing, animal sacrifices, Only the priests could go into the holy place on behalf of the people and only the high priest could go into the Holy of Holies once a year on behalf of the people's sin and behalf of his own sin. But now, as we come to verse 22 through to 29 of Hebrews 12, we have the contrast. Because this is what the writer is going to say. He's going to say, you haven't come to a mountain that is like this. But you have come to a mountain. Listen to how the writer tells the Hebrew believers that they should not go back to the old ways of Judaism. They are now in a different place. They are in Mount Zion. So verse 22 The first part of verse 22, chapter 12. The writer says, But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. What does this mean? Well, the reference to Mount Zion is saying that in Christ you are citizens. You have citizenship. Mount Zion is the place where God Dwells not in the temple in Jerusalem, but in the city whose architect and builder is God. It's speaking of the heavenly Jerusalem, the heavenly Zion. And the writer to the Hebrews is saying, Your citizenship has been sealed. This is your home, not this world. You have your passport, a passport that has been changed you are stamped with the blood of jesus i want us to go back into the previous chapter of hebrews 11 that great chapter of faith where we meet with the people of faith and in verse 13 of chapter 11 we read this all these people and this is speaking of those who've gone before those who we read about in the old testament abraham isaac jacob All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. And in that chapter 11 in verse 16, Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. So let's go back to Hebrews chapter 12, the second part of that verse 22, and then on to the first part of verse 23. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. This is an insight into what this place is like. This is a place where God is praised. The word here, firstborn, I understand that on this occasion, this word is plural, the firstborn, meaning the church. The second part of verse 23 through to 24 in chapter 12 of Hebrews, You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. To Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. I think we need to read that one again because there's so much in it. He's saying to them and to us. This is where you are in Christ. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Now to understand some of this, we need to go back to Hebrews chapter 10. We read this in verse 30 of chapter 10. For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. So what this verse is saying is that we walk in the fear of the Lord. He is judge. But we're not being terrified of him. Why? Because Jesus has taken our punishment. And Jesus is our mediator who sits at the throne of God. Why is this better than Abel's blood? Well, Abel's blood cries out for vengeance. And the blood of Jesus cries out for mercy and forgiveness. I want us to turn to 1 Peter. And the first two verses of 1 Peter chapter 1. To God's elect Exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sacrifice and work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with His blood through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, yes, to be obedient to Jesus Christ, yes, and sprinkled with his blood. When we come to verses 25 to 26 of Hebrews chapter 12, we have a warning. This is what those verses say. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks, If you did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we, if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. After the writer showing the contrast of the approach to God under the Old Covenant and the approach under the New Covenant, the writer is here referring back to where we started in this letter. So we're going to go back to Hebrews chapter 1. We're going to read the first four verses and we're going to read that into relation to what we've just heard. This warning that is actually being repeated here. Is a warning that was given in chapter one, Hebrews one verse one to four. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets, at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, and through whom also He made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So, he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. So again, This is an encouragement for us to listen to the voice of Jesus. The last verses of this, chapter 12, speak of the return of Jesus. They speak of the new heaven and the new earth. They speak of the fact that in Jesus we are citizens of God's kingdom. Therefore, because of that, we can praise and worship God as we pray boldly approach the throne of grace, but always being aware of who our God is. So Hebrews twelve twenty seven 27 through 29. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. So there we have references to the return of Jesus, references to the new heaven and the new earth. And just to finish this evening, I want to finish with a verse from Revelation. Revelation 3, verse 11 through to 13. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have, so that no one will take your crown. The one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God. The New Jerusalem which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit has to say. So there we have it. A contrast between the Old and the New Covenant. A contrast about the meeting on two mountains and the difference Mount Sinai was the place where the law was given. And then we have that new place, which is the new Jerusalem. And that's what we look forward to. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this, your time we spend around your word. We've covered so much and there's so much here for us. Help us to digest it by the power and the guidance of your Holy Spirit. That we might understand these words. That we might be able to praise you in the way that you have ordained that we should. As we come to you in the name of Jesus. We've seen these two mountains, Mount Sinai, where the law was given. And Mount Zion, the new Jerusalem, the place which is our home. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.